Welcome to the Travel Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor of TravelPulse.com. Today is Monday, June 27th. We've got a great show for you today. We'll be talking big travel news and taking a look at what's trending in destination weddings and honeymoons out there. Before I bring on today's guests, though, a quick note for my travel advisor listeners out there. Travel professionals will have a shot to win a free trip to Thailand during the latest Amazing Thailand Virtual Marketplace taking place this week, June 29th, from 1 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Attendees will have a chance to win a $500 gift card and a variety of other prizes, too. The Virtual Marketplace is a chance to network and help grow your business. It's free to register, so head over to thailandvirtualevent.com. If you're listening to this after June 29th, make sure you subscribe to the show and you'll get notified right when a new episode drops each week. So now joining me on the show is Will Medina, owner of Destinations Wedding Experts. Welcome to the show, Will. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Hello, everyone, and thank you, Eric, for having me. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here um, and excited to be talking about these trending topics and, of course, my jam, which is destination weddings uh, all over Mexico and the Caribbean, um, about me. So I am a travel advisor, travel agent, travel expert uh, since 2009, so right after the though the old pandemic as we know you know the recession um since 2009 uh i live in fort lauderdale florida so my agency is here and we serve um and service clients nationwide actually so we are very fortunate to have destination wedding couples from all over america and that's basically what we do so groups and destination weddings for uh, mexico and the caribbean for the most part is our niche Wonderful. Yeah. So destination weddings and honeymoons are, are finally kicking back off and, and going strong here a little bit when we're going to dive into that a little bit later in the show in the latest in the world of destination weddings and honeymoons. But first, as we do for every show, in case this is your first time listening, let's dive into what's been trending in the world of travel in the last week. And we begin with some positive signs that could be found in the latest travel industry forecast from American Society of Travel Advisors, ASTA, more commonly known. Uh, that was un unveiled as part of Travel Advisors' annual legislative day last week over on Capitol Hill in good old Washington, D.C. A lot of agents and industry people gathered to, you know, talk to their legislators and, and tell all what they're about and advocate for the industry as well. And as part of that, they did release the travel industry forecast. So some of the highlights on that, despite economic pressures, Americans are still traveling and spending. Research actually showed that the average American family is willing to spend $200 more per day. So inflation remains a high concern, but still 49% of people are eager to travel internationally, 38% are eager to travel internationally before the end of this year, 71% believe that travel planning has become more complex, and 43% are more likely to use a travel advisor. And those are the smartest people that were surveyed there, I will tell you that. <laughs> so yes. this, all, this all falls in line with new data from the U.S. Travel Association, also released last week, that forecasts the all segments of the travel industry are projected to surge in the short term to depend up demand and consumer savings, which is no surprise there. We've been saying it for a while on the show here. But according to the U.S. Travel Association's biannual forecast, the surge in short-term travel spending and volume is not expected to last, though, leading to a slower growth in the later years of the forecast, which runs through 2026. But the association estimates that $1.05 trillion will be spent on travel in America this year. That's trillion with a T. I can't even fathom that much amount of money, but hey, it's uh, it's yes. it's 10 percent below 2019 levels and 16 percent below where things should have been in 2022, where they had forecasted years ago how things would look in 2022. But then, you know, the pandemic happened and we all know how we've been affected by that. So, uh, Will, you know, your thoughts on the forecast of the industry here in this these data points, you know, how much are you hearing about pricing being an issue for your clients? 
Yeah, you know, these these numbers are really good. When I was reading these articles, I was like, you know, um, I love the predictions. And obviously, and even that that 16% below where it should be for 2022, to be honest, most of us two years ago did not even expect that we would bounce back as fast as we did. Right. Of course, I was very optimistic and thought we would, uh, but not to the, to the numbers we did. So you know what? I will take that with a grain of salt and say, you know, that's 16% when you put it in context of everything that happened, you know, for the past two years, I am pretty happy with those numbers. And yes, pricing is definitely uh, something that you keep hearing over and over, primarily as it relates to the, the cost of airfare. It's just, you know, something that is, it's, it's, you can't ignore it. It's just um, much higher than it has been. Um, I also feel like we have the, the, these weird dynamic where people got used to really cheap flights in 2020 because, you know, people were not traveling. So the airlines had to incentivize, I, I bring it back. And now suddenly, you know, those, those that were brave enough to get out uh, earlier in, in the pandemic now are just like, oh, wait, my flight is like twice the cost. But as with anything, you know, it's one of those things where if, if I personally, I travel basically every single month. And if you still book in advance and you have a little bit of flexibility uh, in your travel dates, you can still find uh, rates that are a little bit, a little bit more um, in line. Now, I'm sure that that depends on the market where people are coming from, but in general, as uh, someone one that books travel every single day and flies every single month. Um, the numbers are not quite as high as you hear it on a daily basis. I feel like there's just a lot of echo, like echo going on on social media and things like that, where people are just repeating, repeating that. Oh, it's a high, it's high, but they haven't, they haven't bought a ticket in a year versus someone who is like literally on Google flights every single day. Right. That's, so, a, that's a good point. Uh, Yes. So in my, in my opinion, again, there is definitely a concern. Um, in our case, for example, for destination wedding groups, we see it where sometimes people do end up canceling because they booked their, their room with us, you know, 15 months ago and they waited, uh, until like two months before to actually book it. And it is much higher now a family of five. But again, to me, that's more an indicator of the high demand and the fact that they waited last minute yeah. versus like, oh, they are like completely unaffordable these days. Right. Yeah. You can't really wait last minute. Uh, at this point in the summer travel season, you maybe, you know, fall, you might be able to skirt by in with that kind of attitude and approach, I guess, to travel. But right now, yeah, you got to book early and you got to stay on top of things. And, you know, where we're at in the summer now, if you haven't booked at this point, you, you are facing pretty much a last minute something. So you, you need to know that and expect that. But yeah, to your point, you know, 16 percent below of where it would have been in 2022, if not for a pandemic is it exceeded my expectations too. I mean, I had high hopes for sure back in 2020. And even in the summer of 2021, things were looking pretty good. So the, yeah. then the, you know, the Delta uh, variant happened. And then a few months later, the Omicron variant happened and we was still uh, what's going to happen, what's going to happen. But here we are, you know, in the summer of 2022 and things are looking better. So I do think that surge in short-term travel spending is, is great for the industry and, the fact that it's not expected to last, you know, that we'll see, you know, we'll see how things shape up. A lot of people are still, you know, booking out in advance for 2023 and you're seeing in the cruise sector too. A lot of stuff on 2024 is doing well. So I think the, the future of the, the industry is certainly bright and there's a lot of positive things to, to look at and be excited for. I agree. And as we move on to other big trending news in the last week, we'd see and take a look at uh, Friday's big news, if uh, and it's been talked about all over the weekend as well, too. If you have been living under a rock, then you haven't seen this for sure. But if you don't live under a rock, chances are you heard a little something about this over the weekend. It's the Roe v. Wade impact 
and the controversial decision to overturn the 1973 landmark ruling to permit abortions during the first two trimesters, commonly known as Roe v. Wade, that was overturned and announced most certainly going to have an impact on the travel industry. You know, this is a travel podcast, so we're going to keep it travel focused and on how this goes, obviously. But, you know, North Star Meeting Groups is a sister site of Travel Pulse here, and they surveyed meeting and event planners on how abortion laws might affect their site's selection decisions. So meeting and events certainly a key pack a key part of the industry and very important to the industry's growth and recovery. As we saw, you know, some of these start to come back and that's really good for the industry. So they surveyed a bunch of them and 43% said that state-by-state abortion laws will impact their organization's site selection decisions. Of those planners, more than 80% say they will favor states that allow abortion with 54% saying or reporting that they will not meet in states with anti-abortion laws. So North Star Meetings Group, they put together... Um, this great report on this. They quoted multiple people in the industry. I highly recommend you check this out if this is something you are interested or passionate about. You know, definitely check that out. And they, they quoted a lot of people, and there were mixed reviews on this. Some are strongly supporting a boycott of states with abortion laws, while others are saying that boycotts are just simply not effective. So, Will, what are your thoughts on the travel impact here of Roe v. Wade being overturned? Oh, Eric, uh, this is a, a heavy one. Um, you know, on the travel side, I, I believe just like us with any other segment of the industry, it really depends on the niche that, that you service. I will tell you for us that mostly book international travel. I don't see these having um, an effect so much in like what, you know, what countries and, and, and whatnot do it just yet. Um, but for the, the meeting and incentive, I mean, I can definitely see how that will affect even like at, a, at the domestic level. Right. And I can tell you, as you were saying, uh, the 20, the, the meeting and incentive or mice incentive groups, these are big for 2023 right now what we're seeing is like across the board like most weekends and whatever like dates are sold out our at our favorite resorts for weddings because the mice uh groups are back out in the market and of course after their two years break they are taking you know they're just going like all in for 2023 or 2024 mm-hmm. so i definitely think this is this can have a big impact for those states um that you know are going to take that stance uh, in the in the domestic sector, for sure. Um, as I say, internationally, not so much. Uh, I, it's not I've seen so far, but definitely, you know, the the, the outpour of both support, rage, and anger um, was felt over the weekend. And uh, I I'm sorry, but it's one of those things that I hope. I wish I had a magic wand to take back to turn back time to 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 Friday because um, it's it's a very complex topic that. If you just look at it as the definition of the word, it is just, it's not pretty, right? But at the end of the day, um, as many have said, it is uh, a healthcare situation. It is a a a human's right. And I just want to say I stand with uh, all those women that have been allies to us over the years and uh, in any way that we can. Yes, definitely. So we've also had many companies actually have come out too and said that they will pay the travel costs or their employees who need an abortion, which has, you know, raised some eyebrows and some concerns among employees of that company who stand on the other side of the fence there, if you will. You're going to see that more and more to companies um, make a statement of, of which side of the fence that they lie on with this, too. And I've even heard terms of the term abortion vacation over the weekend. So traveling to another state to get an abortion and using your vacation days on it and trying to make some sort of leisure travel with it, which is just like, that. it kind of hurts to, to, like, talk about, like, it to to have that be a term of abortion vacation like it's just 
it's not pleasant to say, but the it, the reality is that is a fact of what is going to be happening here in the future if this does not get codified and and rechanged and everything. So we'll see what you know the future holds on that as far as the meetings and events industry. Um, I, I don't know the boycotts will work, but I, I do you know I, I do see why some are you know very strong have very strong opinions about this and and say that they will avoid states like that because and like you said you know it's going to shift things too for you're seeing 2023 a lot of these events coming back and they haven't been able to meet with you know their industry partners and things like that and they're they're booking up and you know now they might consider changing things so that'll be something to watch over the you know the coming year here and and beyond as how this does impact the travel industry in that regard and i I will say i will say too on this you know if you if you had you know strong thoughts about uh, federal mask mandates and your freedoms and your liberties and your choice being taken away then i would just like for you to keep that same energy towards um a women's body and their choice not being able to have a choice for their body so that's what i'll say on that and if you have strong feelings one way or the other you guys can reach out podcast at travelpulse.com is the email handle and i love to hear from you guys out there so we will jump over to air travel news now and eric if yeah, I go ahead. Just say- for sure. I may just may say one one last thought that just crossed my mind. Um, you know, it, for me, it, it's it's a little bit sad that oftentimes in the nation we have to romanticize things in order to you know to get across the the, the other side or whatever you call it. I I, I don't like that that uh, um, analogy of like one side versus the other. But uh, yeah. I doubt that just about any like vacation is something that we love and 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 and, and dream about and and work so hard and save for and i doubt that any single women in the planet would ever relate having to make that decision for the safety of their life their health their their health or their like autonomy of their body that they would equate having to go somewhere else to 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 get a procedure done with a vacation so i i just wanted to say that if if that's going to be something that is going to uh you know from an industry standpoint is going to uh you know um help in 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 certain sectors i just wanted to invite everyone no matter which like how you feel about it think about it in any shape or form whether or not you would think about it as taking a vacation it's it's just even hurtful to think about it that way uh trying to understand what's what a woman is going through that decision i agree yeah i don't love the term but it is out there and it, I, I don't see any sort of like, you know, tourism boards or any anyone in their industry really saying like tr- trying to advertise that in any means. But, you know, it's a term that is being tossed around out there. And it's just something that we're going to have to unfortunately deal with on that um, as it relates to that. And it's uh, personal to me, too. My wife did have an ectopic pregnancy years ago, and we've gone through several miscarriages and stuff. And I'm, I'm getting off on a trail here that is not travel related, but just want to throw some context out there for how, you know, the the medical aspect of things um, where the, I stand on this as well. But like I said, you guys can email me if you have any additional thoughts. I'm happy to talk more about this. If you want to podcast at travelpulse.com is the email. So we're going to jump over to the air travel news. And you touched on this a little bit about, you know, the craziness and the chaos with summer air travel. But it was another big weekend of flight cancellations and delays. So it's not looking great as we head into the busy July 4th weekend here. And now, but uh, over the weekend or Friday, really, 
the um, Airlines for America, the main trade group for U.S. carriers, they came out and are sort of blaming the FAA here, the Federal Aviation Administration, saying that they're partly at fault for the problems going on right now. And they criticized the FAA's understaffing and asked for a full count of the government agency's staffing plans for the upcoming July 4th holiday weekend so that airlines can react accordingly. And the FAA quickly responded, noting the billions that the airlines accepted in government grants loans two years ago, saying, quote, people expect when they buy an airline ticket that they'll get where they need to go safely, efficiently, reliably, and affordably. After Fact. receiving after receiving $54 billion in pandemic relief to help save the airlines from mass layoffs and bankruptcies, the American people deserve to have their expectations met, end quote. So, Will, you know, we're seeing both sides sort of play the blame game here, and it's uh, the traveler and the travel advisors are stuck in the middle of dealing with all this chaos. So, you know, how are you handling summer air travel chaos with your clients? What sort of tips are you recommending as people get ready to jet set here, uh, especially for a busy holiday weekend that's going to be the July 4th weekend? Well, I will tell you, Eric, I'm going to knock on wood because we've been very fortunate with not very many cancellations um, and delays. I actually think one of the longest delays that we've had in the past two months that we've had tons of destination wedding groups traveling, you know, to different countries. I think the longest delay was my own flight uh, going to Cancun that it was like over four or five hours uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago that I was going to to visit a couple of properties. Um, so I, I do agree that number one, when you purchase a ticket, you want to get there at the time and safely and all that good stuff. Um, it's also, you know, it, big numbers are a little bit intimidating to me at times because, for example, we could say, okay, well, they got $54 billion, you know, to save that segment of the industry or, you know, for them to keep everybody and whatnot. But we could like reverse engineer the role and we could say, you know, that would be like someone saying that a travel advisor got $12,000 in 2020 uh, of PPP to keep their business running. That like absolutely did not like cover the damage and the losses and whatnot. So I am not defending by any means the airlines in this case. Like, I absolutely believe that they need to get their sh together. Um, but, you know, it's just... It's just a reality of the world right now. And it is not just in America. You see it like even on, on our Facebook groups with the, with the trade. You see it, people going to Italy, to Ireland and whatnot, the delays. It is a, it is just an effect of the global pandemic. And we love to have short-term memory, but that doesn't, ex that doesn't excuse us from just understanding that things are going to happen. So for my folks out there traveling, you know, we just have to be, number one, we have to be patient, right? Number two, we have to understand understand that it is just part of it comes with the territory um and three let's just remain hopeful that they can get it together and hopefully you know as though i'll be honest with you or i can tell you i rather deal with this in the summer which it's not what anybody want to hear but i rather deal with this in the summer than in the winter when we're dealing with the snowstorms and other delays that are you know normal of that season and you know so hopefully they take the the rest of the, this year to get it together and uh, uh, make our jobs and our lives a little bit easier there. I agree. Yeah, that's very well put. And I think a lot of people need to um, keep focus on too, as far as you know, this is what we're at right now. And it's unfortunate. We have to deal with it. Cancellations and delays are going to happen. Staffing is way under or across the board um, throughout the industry, really, and especially with these airlines. But, you know, let's think positively and hope and pray here that the um, airlines and airports are going to have staff so that when there are weather impacts later on in the winter, the late fall and the winter and everything, that they'll have enough staff to be able to, you know, not have to deal with that type of cancellations and everything too. So it's it's unfortunate, you know, definitely be patient. I think that's the wise recommendations there. Get to the airport early and, 
you know, just like, you know, knock on will like Will was doing, you know, and I hope that it doesn't happen to you. But I think if you fly during the middle of the week, you might be a little bit better, which obviously is not going to help anybody for this July 4th weekend. But hey, be patient, be kind. And these these airport workers, too, they, they know the situation at hand. So they the last yes. thing they need is for you and any traveler out there to be berating them and yelling at them. And it's just not going to help the situation. So just be Absolutely. kind and be patient. And, and so. Traveler and travel advisors. And let me tell you, Eric, one thing that I, I want to share with my fellow uh, agencies, data over drama, right? Yes, the numbers are huge when you read them out there, like the thousands of flight cancellations, but please focus on your business. How many flights are your clients getting canceled that you're taking the burden of the entire industry? Now you're just re- like essentially repeating that message that uh, travel sucks. We've, we we saw a threat going around a little bit, a, a couple of days ago that I was just losing my mind. Like, please stop doing that. Right. And I say that with all my love again, in, in the past 30 some days that we've had um, something like 12 different destination weddings going it's over a thousand different different clients and when i tell you that we've dealt with very little issues with delays um it's not to say that it's not a reality but it's to say that as a small business owner you also have to protect your energy and focus on the positive so if it's not happening in your business and if you're just quit repeating it because it's only going to make the, the consumers more scared of uh traveling and we need them right for yeah. most of us especially to sell uh overseas destinations they know there's no swimming there right there's no driving <laughs> there we need people to fly so let's just rally up and you know uh keep um reminding our travelers and guests to be patient and to come prepare bring snacks whatever they have to do for their thing or sit at the bar and drink a couple of extra beers that should help our own local economies at the airport so uh i just wanted to say that that over drama um if it's not if it's not destroying your business and if you don't sell airfare primarily it's probably not as bad as you're making it sound on social media and your 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 clients are seeing that yeah that's very well said yeah don't don't put any of that negative energy out there if it's really not affecting your business because the last thing the consumers need out there is more you know negativity and reasons not to travel reasons even, not yeah. to travel exactly, exactly. So. We, we wanted people to go get back and travel we wanted you know the, the the covid testing to go away we wanted the mask to stop we've got it we we've gotten basically everything that we asked for so now let's do our part right to yeah. to keep the positive news and do the education uh and helping uh travelers you know uh perhaps have the right connection time or avoid connections altogether where we can help it uh because we literally we as we stand right now we have everything that we asked for um to get people back out into the skies absolutely yeah i think that's very well put we just need more staffing to come in and it's going to come airlines are out there uh doing their part to hire and uh new people and they've dropped incentives too so it's happening it's going to happen it's going to take some time but we're going to get there folks so have that uh positive attitude and uh yeah just just uh keep on keeping on and you know roll with the punches as, as best you can on this so that wraps up what is trending in travel. Uh, any additional thoughts, you can drop me an email, podcast at travelpulse.com. A lot of news that we didn't get to as well because, you know, I don't want this to be, you know, I could I could talk for hours and hours and hours, as Will could too, about the industry. So there was a lot of news. So be sure to head to travelpulse.com to stay up to date on a lot of the news and subscribe to our daily newsletter as well. And you'll be on top of the news all the time. So now we're going to jump over to our theme of this week's show around destination weddings and honeymoons as Will specializes in this. So Will, you know, first up here, how did the pandemic change things in destination weddings and the honeymoon space from where we were, you know, back in 19 and dealing with everything and all the cancellations of 2020 to where things are now in that specific sector? 
Yes. Um, great question, Eric. So the, the, the pandemic changed everything as we know it, right? Um, I will tell you that the one thing that I walk around very proudly saying is that I believe that destination wedding groups like almost solely were responsible for bringing back the, 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 the search of travel, uh, of travel uh, groups back to, from the grave, like mice groups who are not traveling, corporate groups who are not traveling, like even our own tour operators and suppliers, like they grounded their own BDMs and sales staff, you know, for almost two years. And I, I'm telling you, we, two things, when the, when the pandemic first started, uh, March, we basically, obviously the first two months, it was all drinking on zoom and just crying and, and binging on Netflix yeah. because it was like this sense of like, like hopelessness. Right. Um, and then back in May, I was already like two months later, I was already, uh, uh, selling destination weddings because people were stuck at home. Right. And people were getting engaged. Don't forget also, like if you are into destination weddings, you know, this, the, the engagement season, um, for like actual couples proposing, it is usually between November and February, every single year, it is the highest number of couples, you know, popping the question. So the pandemic came like a month after that ended. And we had a lot of people that I still had not even started like the, their planning process on anything. Right. And as things got really hard for the local, markets in across the United States for people to have this, uh, to have weddings, the venues, the regulations where they could only host, you know, up to 10 people, up to 20 people and all these things we were seeing in 2020, because we were able to basically put people at the beach, 10 feet apart, if they want it. Right. Um, and, and then the, the groups were smaller. These alfresco weddings were like a hit. So we started, we started reselling destination weddings like crazy in May of 2020. Now, all of these weddings were for 2021, of, of course, at the time. And then, of course, we were just postponing, postponing, postponing. We were very fortunate at my agency to have very few cancellations as a whole. We had a lot of cancellations within the groups. Groups that were 40 rooms went down to 20. Groups that were supposed to be 120 people went down to only 55 and so on. But weddings itself, we, we had a very small percentage. I would say probably 10% of our book of business. Now, after that, what ended up happening was um, we started to see groups getting larger and larger and larger, right? It was you invite 100 people, 80 would come because after 2020, everybody was locked in. And don't forget these whole like state mandates, they lasted much longer than people remember about, you know, how many people you could have events for. So 2021, like our groups were larger than ever. Now, in 2022, that trend uh, level up a little. And also, I don't want to say that it decreased, but like with Omicron, like we saw another deep of like, you know, dip of like people just starting to cancel again. But our groups have consistently been, you know, over 80 guests um, for the most part, like just larger groups just keep popping up, popping up. And people are like, you know, nobody has traveled. Like that's their thing. You know, like people haven't gone anywhere. So we, you know, everybody's excited to go. And that has been very true. Now, as speaking of trends, what I'm seeing now for 2023, for any of you that are into destination weddings or trying to start, Last year, we could get anybody married in six months because the dates were plentiful. It was like, oh, let's do it. Yeah, like we can plan a destination wedding in a month. Now it is the opposite. 
your couples that are getting engaged, like you got to be ready for the end of this year because you need them to book way more in advance than in the past. Because, you know, typically one year to book a destination wedding, it's kind of like the standard. Well, now a year from now, you're not finding dates because of my groups are back in the game and they are taking over these weekends and they're taking over these room blocks and things like that, especially as you work with, you know, the more luxurious boutique hotels that only have three, 400 uh, hotel rooms. You put two conferences that week and you're out of wedding dates, right? Um, so that being said, I, I don't anticipate uh, inflation and all. I don't anticipate our groups to go down in size anytime soon. Um, as long as you encourage your couples to book early, because when they are doing room blocks, they're guaranteeing those rates. And right now we're literally saving people thousands of dollars at a time per room. Like it's very easy to see a hotel that I used to sell for $200. Now is $350 per person per night. When somebody stays five nights, that is buku money that you're saving them. That is thanks to a room block. So um, the, the the trends, you know, they go up and down. But at the end of the day, I, I think with smart marketing and like staying in tune with what's happening so that you can advise your couples to, hey, if you only have 30 people and you want to get married on a Tuesday, we can make it happen by November of this year. Otherwise, I'm sorry, we need to be looking at fall 2023 or even 2024 because um, I think we're going to stay pretty steady. Um, it is my prediction for destination weddings knock on wood again and again with with the, the know-how of the industry you you can help your guests make sure that whatever hundred dollars extra they're paying for flights they can save it on the room block that's good yeah definitely need to know that and saving anywhere you can at this time is, is certainly key and that's good you know that the, the the uh, market here is doing well and you know you have to book out in advance i think that is just pretty much a lot of travel too you got to got to get in early on things so uh, as far as you know destinations though what's what's trending for destination weddings um around and uh, separately you know what's trending for honeymoons is it is it pretty much in line with both of those or do you find the honeymoons are pretty uh, more sporadic where destination weddings might target you know more of the the uh, the cancuns or uh, as far as mexico goes but you know caribbean does it bounce around um Hit us with the, the details there. Yeah. Um, destination weddings are definitely a little bit more Mexico Caribbean for sure, because it all, it all depends on the lift. Right. Uh, and it is not the same for a couple that is willing to spend, you know, four, six or $20,000 on their honeymoon for them. They know how to prepare for that, whether it is, you know, because they have a honeymoon registry or somebody's paying for it or because their honeymoon got postponed or they got married in their backyard in 2020. So they're now finally, um, ready to take their, 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 their honeymoon like now, you know, a couple years later. Um, so those, the honeymoons are definitely uh, uh, going a little bit more exotic now uh, versus the destination weddings. You're still, your heavy hitters are uh, by large, it is Mexico, uh, primarily the Cancun Riviera Maya. It has to do again, the airlift. It's a huge component of that, how people choose where they want to get, where they're going to get married at. And then also, of course, the fact that that particular destination, they just do not slow down with opening hotels, which is great, right? Because there's always like new options uh, more luxurious, more family, more, more fun, more adventure. Um, they just keep expanding there. So destination weddings for sure. I think the heavy hitters still remain, um, to be Mexico. Number one, Dominican Republic, number two, um, Jamaica it's for, at least for us, it's always been kind of like number between number two and number three. And I think because they were the, the, the ones to have the longest protocol with like entry requirements to, uh, with, uh, COVID testing, um, that also kind of like, you know, make them, make them stay a little behind on that way. Uh, because it was very true that 
planning a destination wedding, you you don't know where a hundred of your family members stand, right? And some of them are just not going to go for that reason. And then you have like Costa Rica and some of the other Caribbean islands that would be kind of like on the on the on the back end of that. So I would say those are the top four. Okay. And then as it relates to honeymoons, I will say um, it's been years since I've specialized in honeymoons, Eric, because our group business took off and I just, we have a, a amazing process and systems and I love it. So what I did is I turned to the members of the Destination Wedding University, which is a course that I, that I teach and I've done so for the past four years for their expertise in honeymoons, because we have a lot of people there that do specialize in, in, in honeymoons. So uh, what they said was, and this, I survey them for this, so shout out to my destination wedding playbook people um italy is number one that is like just raging it just came back and everybody wants to go to italy and that was across the board um this may have an indication i was talking about postponed uh postponed honeymoons uh i got married in 2017 never had a honeymoon we are going on our italy honeymoon for the first time uh for yeah this actually uh his first time to italy this year as well we're going for two weeks so definitely longer than we would have done it uh definitely a little bit more expensive than we would have done it a couple years ago for sure because we kind of like we're saving for that so italy number one greece is hot 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 according to my agents uh mexico will never go out, uh, out of style um you know pandemic or not the the attraction of a a sweet beach vacation uh with nice pools and you know all inclusive amenities and booze is always going to be um sexy and attractive especially for those younger honeymooners that perhaps you know don't have the two weeks to go to 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 europe or to go on a long cruise and whatnot they can just hit mexico for five nights and you know have an amazing time and of course there's no shortage of adventure and excursions outside of the resorts to hit there um and then aside from that they mentioned costa rica it's also booming and then uh hawaii and the south pacific so there was a lot of maldives that they were getting there um like they were planning a lot more exotic maldives um hawaii and um fiji were in in that category of like popping honeymoons for 2022 and 2023 Interesting. Yeah. People going big. Love to hear that. That's awesome. And congratulations to you on your upcoming honeymoon. Uh, even though you. it is a delayed one, that's really exciting <laughs> that you're going to be doing. Five and a half years jealous. in the making. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that just means it's going to be all the more epic, right? That's the, that's the beauty. That was kind of my theme of this, my column this week is, you know, that dream destination. There's so many destinations out there that people have been dreaming about, especially, you know, over this pandemic time here that, you know, we all deserve that epic vacation. Now, if you haven't Agreed. taken it in the last a year and a half, you know, if you, as travels come back, you, you really need to find out, find a way, whether it's saving up now and, book, you know, figuring something out for 23 or even 24, like you deserve everything that has happened over there. I mean, you, you really deserve, whether it's your honeymoon, whether it's just a group trip, whether it's a solo trip, you deserve that epic vacation, whoever you are out there listening right now. And, and you know, project that to your clients out there for all the advisors listening to, you know, sell up that, that epic vacation indeed. And, and a lot of that is, you know, some people wait for their honeymoon for that. And with you yourself, you know, you delayed that, you know, and now it's going to be even more epic. My brother-in-law did the same thing after his wedding in 2018, they went on theirs uh, last year. Finally, is what they what they called with it, and they got good deals because the, you know they used that time. So it, it's nice to see with Italy and Greece. I, I do love that, and Europe getting more of a boost there. And I'm not too surprised, you know, about Mexico. Like you said, never going to go out of style. So I think that's huge there. And 
Hawaii is where I wanted to go on my honeymoon, but I ended up um, <laughs> losing out on you, that to my wife. Where did you go? Uh, we went to Greece, actually. Looking oh, nice. back, looking back, both of us are like, we really should have island hopped during that, but we we found an all inclusive resort and had a fantastic time at in Greece and in in uh, the island of Corfu, and certainly wouldn't change how what we experienced. But looking back, we're like, it, we probably could have had even a better time if we had island hopped. But that's you know. Here, there, there, or whatever. Yeah, you, you can know. always come back. That's the beauty exactly. Of that's exactly. <laughs> so we we've that's definitely high on our list as far as the epic vacation goes. So you know, we're winding down here. So um, before I, I do want you to share some additional advice. You kind of touched on a little bit of things, but first, um, real quick, three to five brands when it comes to destination hunt, uh, destination weddings. Three to five brands that you really love. What are they? Putting oh. you on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> my dear travel partners, let me tell you something. Um, you know. I can I can tell you the brands I love um, sometimes for different reasons, uh, very similar to to what I was sharing about the airlines. It's kind of the, the same kind of love and grace that I try to extend to our, our travel partners um, in the sense of, you know, they also got hit with, you know, labors, labor not being readily available, moving back to their hometowns and things like that. So things got pretty ugly out there for a minute. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, it's time for us to just bring back the, 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 bring back the, the, the service to the level where we're not making couples wait until like legit 30 days before their wedding. We're having to chase resorts and coordinators because we still don't have a flower quote. We still don't have a final invoice. We still don't have yada, 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 yada. Because as someone that planned a destination wedding myself, I can tell you those last 30 days, you're dealing with so many emotions. You're dealing with your families. You're preparing to, you're going on your diet, like all these other things. And of course, you know, trying to leave things caught up at work. The last thing that you need to be worrying about is the fact that you still don't have your final numbers of what your um, destination it's going to cost. So I'm going to give you a couple of names that I absolutely love. I absolutely love my AMR people. So shout out to my dreams and secrets resorts. Um, we work with them a lot. As I said, in those top places that I mentioned before, um, I love uh, the, the Playa brand. It's, it's always great. Um, there is a brand there that I love to hate, but it is uh, Atelier in Playa Mujeres, you know, great property. Uh, um, growing pains for sure. Um, then we work um, quite a bit with uh, Majestic Resorts out there as well. And I don't want to leave anyone out, but I think that that kind of, oh, and my Casa de Campo in the Dominican Republic, which it's not a big, it's just a one property. Uh, but again, just always a pleasure to to work with. But as I said, and these doesn't skip any over, any anyone that I didn't mention or that I mentioned, it's time to get our shit together. It's it just, it's just, we're past the time of being able to justify. So we either slow down on taking weddings or we definitely spend the time in um, automating some of your processes or uh, uh, implementing some technology where you are not relying on four coordinators on site to run your sales, your planning, your on-site coordination and your response time to your travel partners and your brides. We're burnt out of that. Yes, work smarter, so. not harder, right? That's that's what we need across the board here. So as we uh, wrap up here, the last question, um, any final words of advice or encouragement that you want to uh, pass on to advisors out there who are looking to increase their weddings and honeymoons business? 
you know, I just answered this very question yesterday, one of the Facebook groups that I, that I mean, and it really comes down to, uh, to tag along what I just said about how it is just difficult to work with our travel partners right now. Again, sometimes it's not even their process. It's just the response times, right? With things that unfortunately I can't confirm, I can't confirm a location for a bride. I can't confirm, you know, unless a resort, like a physical person comes back to me and tell, tells me that it is available and that it's okay. Um, and you, we waste so much time, uh, uh, waiting between dates and room rates and things like that from, from the different parts that are involved. So my advice to anyone trying to get into destination weddings, number one is I think the future is still very bright. Um, there's a million different agents out there walking around saying that they do destination weddings, but they've never done one or, you know, they really are intimidated. Like if they, if they get a lead, they wouldn't know what to do with it. So get trained, specialize and truly own the process because if you are to rely your hard-earned clients that you work really hard whether they are referrals or you just pay for advertising or whatever you do um, you're working so hard to get these clients and if you're if you're leaving the entire customer experience for them to have an amazing wedding no matter how good it goes on site over the next year you are the only person that they're going to go back to time and time again for you to handhold their hands. So own your process. Um, you know, destination weddings is not just travel. It's a very important occasion for people. There's a lot of family dynamics that you need to manage. And if you don't know the process of managing that, it's going to be very, very hard for you. And there I say almost not profitable because one or two destination weddings a year, you know, while you spend 79 hours a week uh, booking those guests and, and, and trying to get answers from the resort, it's just going to burn you out. So specialize, get trained, and again, own your process. Get the confidence to tell the couple that you got their back, no matter how bad you hear out there that these resorts are handling their planning journey with the couples. Great advice. Love that. So that is all the time we have on the show today. We'll uh, drop your info. Where can people follow you or reach out if they have any questions um, and want to learn more? Absolutely. My favorite place to hang out is on the gram. So um, I got two. Um, my travel agency, it is at Destination Weddings Expert. And then, of course, our uh, playbook training for Destination Wedding Travel Agents is at Destination Wedding University. That's probably the one where you're going to care a little bit more about what I have to say there. The other ones is mostly focused on uh, brides and consumers. So again, that is at Destination Wedding University on Instagram. Drop me a note. Let me know if you have any questions or follow-ups on this. And um, it's been a pleasure, Eric. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day. You just got a notification there. So I know he's got work to do. He's always working. Thank you so much, Will. I really appreciate it. All right. Have a great one, everyone. Take care. You too. All right. That wraps up this week's show. Thank you for listening out there. Podcast at travelpulse.com is the email. You can reach out with any comments, questions, concerns. Love to hear from you. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I would greatly appreciate it. That's all the time we have. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. <laughs>